Clap our hands to the Lord right now. Hallelujah. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
Oh, we worship you, Jesus. We worship you. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It's excellent to be in the house of the Lord one more time tonight. Amen. Wednesday night Bible study. Amen. We're so glad that every one of you are here. Those of you that are joining us online, so thankful that you are joining us via that venue. And we're grateful for all of you that are here with us in person. Amen. Amen. Wednesday nights are so vital um, to our growth. Not only do we get to gather together one more time and help stay connected, but we get to slow down a little bit with the Word of God and we get to, we get to just kind of chew on it a little longer. And it's just so wonderful to be able to do that and so enjoy uh, the Word of God. And we are in the middle of our lesson on the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, and uh, we're not really even quite to the middle yet. We're just to- still, I guess, kind of toward the beginning. Uh, lesson three tonight. And we're going to be hearing from Brother Eleazar in regards to joy tonight. And we're looking forward to that. With that in mind, Psalm 16, verse 11. Psalm 16. That's joy right there. No. <laughs> Psalm 16, verse 11. Ezra's full of joy. <laughs> Amen. Sunday night during our minister's training, he decided he'd had just about enough of sitting still. and He wanted to crawl around and he was under the table and daddy was grabbing his shirt and like pulling him back and keeping him from getting out from under the table and he was full of energy. Amen. <laughs> Mom and dad have their hands full, but it's just wonderful to see the growth and the development. Amen. We're excited about what God's going to do in Ezra's life. Psalm 16, verse 11. It says, Thou wilt show me the path of life, and thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures evermore. And thy presence, in the presence of the Lord, is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Whenever we're running short on joy, whenever our joy tank seems to be a little closer to the E than it is to the F on the, on the, sorry to say the speedometer, it's not a speedometer, I guess just, it's just a gauge, right? <laughs> I'm just tired right now, but on the, on the gauge, when it's closer to E than it does and it seems to be to F. It's just good to just enter into the presence of the Lord. And He is, as we've said so many times, and as the song says, He's as close as the mention of His name. When we begin to call on His name, and we begin to lift our hands and worship, the Bible says He inhabits the praises of His people. And we just turn our hearts towards Him. It's not long before you begin to feel the joy of the Lord. And you begin to experience it, even if you can't feel it. There's a strengthening that comes. Nehemiah said that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And and it's just wonderful. I wonder if we can just start tonight by just lifting our hands to the Lord. And just expressing our love to Jesus tonight. And I believe the joy of the Lord is going to sweep in this place. And help us and give us strength right now. In the middle of what may be a long week. Jesus, we lift you up and we exalt you. 
You are worthy of all glory. You are worthy of all honor. You are worthy of all praise. There's nobody like you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I love you and I worship you and I honor you and I praise you, Jesus. Blessed be your name, Jesus. A name that is above every name. Hallelujah. We call on your name right now, Lord Jesus. And Lord, I can begin to feel your presence even right this moment. Know, Lord, that you are here. You're always here because you're omnipresent, but I can feel the manifestation of your presence in a special way. Lord, thank you for being here amongst your people where two or three are gathered together in your name. There you are in the midst, and Lord, you are right here, and you are in the midst of us tonight. Lord, I pray you would release your joy into the congregation today. Release your joy into each one of us, into our hearts, into our spirits tonight, Lord. I pray, Lord, that during the teaching of your word, that you, Lord, would impart your, your knowledge and your wisdom and your understanding to us in such a way that we begin to experience the joy that we're going to be talking about tonight. Lord, I give you the glory, I give you the honor, and I give you the praise. In Jesus' name we pray, in Jesus' name we pray. Would we just clap our hands to the Lord one more time and let's worship Him.
your time. Oh, there is peace in the midst of the storm tossed life. There's an anchor and a rock to cast my faith upon. Jesus Christ in my vessel, so I fear no alarm. He gives me peace in the midst of my storm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Are great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Yes, I love Jesus. He's my Savior. When the storms are raging, He's my shelter. And where He leads me, I will follow. I love Jesus, and He loves me. Wait. 
worship him with the music now. Lift your hands. Feel his presence. Thank him for his presence. Tell him you love him. Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. The troubles vanish when we come to you and we get our focus on you. Hallelujah. You are so good, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You are so very special, Lord Jesus. We love to stand in your presence, God. Feel your arms wrapped around us, Lord. Troubles vanish, hallelujah. Help us not to pick them back up, Lord Jesus, when we give them to you. Hallelujah. Let's sing it one more time. Let's just enjoy the presence of the Lord for a moment. Hallelujah. We started this service saying in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. At his right hand there are pleasures evermore. And the Lord's presence is here in a very tangible way right now. Let's just reach out and touch the hem of his garment right now. Oh, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. Oh, glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Oh, come on, let the times of refreshing that are in the presence of the Lord just sweep through your spirit and over your soul right now. Hallelujah. There's times of refreshing that are in this place right now. Hallelujah. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Yeah, Press just a little bit further, a little bit harder right now. Oh, hallelujah. I love you. I worship you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know it's Wednesday night, but oh, hallelujah. The glory of the Lord is here in a very special way right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, 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 hallelujah. Come on, let Judah go up first in the battle right now. I feel like there's going to be victory that's coming to the people of God tonight. Hallelujah, let your praise go up. Let your praise go out into the battlefield right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, I worship you. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be your name, blessed be your name, blessed be your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name, glory to your name, glory to your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart. I will give you rest. I will give you strength. Sit at my feet. Sit in my presence and allow my joy to give you strength. For I wish to give rest to the weary. And I wish to give strength to the weak. Let the weak now say I am strong. Let the weak now say I am strong. Receive my strength. Receive my strength tonight. My children. My beloved. My chosen. My appointed. Be strengthened in my presence. Tonight, saith the Lord. Oh, come on, let's worship Him right now. Let's receive that strength right now. Let's receive that rest right now in His presence. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, I worship You, Jesus. I worship You, Jesus. I worship You, Jesus. Glory, glory, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, if that wasn't for anybody else, it surely was for me. I was just talking about how weary I am, how tired I am, how I just feel so exhausted. And I knew it was just a spiritual attack in many ways I just feel refreshed in the presence of the Lord tonight I don't know about you but brother Al I just I feel refreshed right now I feel more rested right now than I felt all week long <laughs> there's just something about the presence of the Lord amen 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 we're looking forward to hearing from the Lord tonight just a couple of quick announcements and then we'll receive the offering and dismiss our classes. There is men's breakfast this Saturday at 9 a.m. here at the church. Again, men's breakfast, 9 a.m. Saturday here at the church. Brother Rosa and Brother Jorge will be uh, kind of organizing that. But I may send out some text messages to see if any of you can bring some, uh, some bacon and eggs and whatever um, and all that stuff. I believe we have plenty of pancake and waffle mix and syrup. Uh, still, I believe, so we don't need to bring that. Uh, but again, I'll probably send some information out. But Brother Rosa, Brother Jorge will work on organizing all that. Unfortunately, I have to work that morning, uh, so I probably won't be able to be here uh, for it. Um, Sunday night, Family Fellowship Game Night at 6 p.m. Again, Sunday night, Family Fellowship Game Night. It's going to be a lot of fun. Always is. So come, bring your family, and we'll have some snacks, and we'll have some games, and we'll have some fun. 
Also, Winter Fire is next week. Can you believe Winter Fire is already here? Winter Fire is next week. Wow. Wow. And so if you haven't already registered, it would probably be a good thing for you to go and register. If you wanted to help uh, in any kind of way, whether it was helping with registration, being an usher or a greeter, or anything like that, um, if you wanted to help and you have not signed up yet, see Brother William. Um, he's back there in the back, and he's got a clipboard, and he's got to get all names and all that kind of information. Um, you will get at least part of your registration, probably all of your registration paid if you, um, if you volunteer. And so um, please, if, you're, if you'd like to volunteer, see Brother William. If not, just be prepared to go and enjoy and be ministered to. Um, it's going to be a wonderful conference, as it always is. And um, there will be no Wednesday night next week because we want you to take advantage of winter fire be there thursday friday and saturday as much as you can so no wednesday night service next week also men's conference is the following week um, the first weekend in march and registration is open for that um, i'll be putting a flyer up on the bulletin board if it's not already there to make sure that uh, you got the information but if you want registration information just see me on that also I'd like to put this out there we'll announce it more on sunday and everything but um, through the years, um, it's always been wonderful when uh, parents or uh, others can donate snacks and things for our Sunday school department. Um, and while the church does provide and supplement and do all that, if any of you folks would like to donate some, you know, some little crackers or fishies or uh, things like that, some juices um, for uh, that would be good snacks for the kids, if you'd like to donate some of that, um, you can just bring it here to the church, see Sister Grissel, um, and, uh, and she'll be able to uh, direct you as far as where to put it and everything. But if you'd like to donate to help with that, we'd appreciate that. Amen. If you stand with us, please, we're going to pray. The offering baskets are here in the front. Bring your offering to the front, and then our classes will be dismissed. The adults will be staying here in the sanctuary. Jesus, bless this offering to the upbuilding of your kingdom, to the advancement of your kingdom. Lord, that we can continue to experience this great harvest that we're experiencing pray you bless those who give according to your word in jesus name we pray amen would you come would you give unto the lord tonight and then the classes are dismissed praise him oh i want to praise him i want to praise the lord praise him I want to praise the Lord one more time praise him oh I want to praise him I want to praise my Lord praise him Amen. Amen. I'd like to just take a moment. Can you guys hear me? Yes. I have no monitor up here. Um, let's just take a moment and introduce our speaker tonight. I know that we all know him. Um, and uh, 
it just holds a special place in my heart when, as John said, I have no greater joy than that my children walk in truth. And it's just wonderful to see uh, the work that God is doing in Eleazar's life. You may be seated. I'm so grateful that he has chosen to answer the call of God upon his life. So grateful that he's chosen to chase after Jesus with all of his heart. Um, and I'm excited that he's going to be here tonight teaching us in this uh, third lesson in our series on the fruit of the Spirit on joy. And so, son, I love you. I'm proud of you. And we're looking forward to what God has given you tonight. Amen. Let's pray for him right now. Lord Jesus, we pray your anointing upon Eleazar right now. I pray, Lord, that you would bless him. I pray, Lord, that he would speak what thus saith the Lord, nothing more, nothing less. I pray, Lord, you would lead and guide and direct him. And I pray, Lord, that as your word speaks tonight, that there would be understanding, that the entrance of thy words would give light and there would be great understanding tonight. Oh, Lord, in the name of Jesus, and let faith rise tonight, and let him be above all things, spirit-led in everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Brother Jorge, if you don't mind putting back the, the, the song back up there, um, His Strength is Perfect. I believe that was the second to last song that we sung tonight. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm not a very good singer, but I feel just to rehearse this song one more time. His strength is perfect when our strength is gone. Thank you, Jesus. Carry us where we can carry on. Raised in His power. Jesus, I worship you, God. I magnify your holy name, Jesus. You can be seated. Let's just bask in this presence of the Lord right now. God is here in such a powerful way, but it's, at the same time, it's very gentle, very gentle, and very joyful. Yes. I, it is absolutely no coincidence that the Lord showed up in the way that he did Amen. tonight um, as we dive into the um, third part of the fruit of the Spirit, which is joy. Man. I was praying, felt to get on my knees over there in my little corner, and uh, I just 
I just closed my eyes and I just began to pray and began to humble myself before the Lord. And he said, tonight there is joy in heaven. And he showed me a picture of, or more like a, a vision of the angels of the Lord kind of just dancing in heaven tonight. There is joy in the presence of the Lord. I feel like I have a little bit of a ring, or maybe that's just because it's really loud. I'm a very loud person, so you might want to turn me down. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Man, we started worshiping there, and the only way I know how to describe it is I felt the fire of God on me. The fire of God on me. I don't feel it all the time, but when I do feel it, I know God is about to do something great, and he is in the middle of doing something absolutely wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. So we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit tonight. We're talking about the joy of the Spirit tonight. And we're going to open up with Galatians chapter 5. And he's still bursting out with joy over there. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23 begins with, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Tonight's lesson three of our series, we're going to be focusing on joy, as I have already said. You guys probably didn't need to hear that again, but I'm just reading off my notes at this point. Um, before we get into the subject of joy, I just want to lay a foundation of what the fruit of the Spirit is, and that is going to um, help us understand exactly what joy is tonight, Un uh, understand uh, with a greater depth what exactly um, what exactly it is, and uh, just about joy. It's going to help us understand more about joy. So when we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit, we know that fruit is grown from a tree. Uh, the fruit that was used in the Old Testament, it, the type and shadow of the fruit of the Spirit, it was a pomegranate. And they would tie it on the, on the ends and the, the bottom of the priest's robe. And I'm probably getting this a little bit wrong. But they would, it would be bell, pomegranate, bell, pomegranate, and so forth and so on, uh, stitched and tied to the priest's garment so that you could hear. The bells were for the purpose that you could hear the priest go into um, and to minister to the Lord in the tabernacle, and the pomegranates were to balance out the sound. And so we have uh, a type and shadow of the gifts of the Spirit, and then we have the fruit of the Spirit, and they balance each other out. You cannot have one without the other. And I would go to say, and it's been taught, that I really hope you're not operating in the gifts of the Spirit without the fruit of the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. But we're just going to, the pomegranates, were, they were grown from trees, so we'll speak in terms of trees for now. Um, the fruit is grown from trees. Amen. We've already, we've already established that. The fruit is a result of what is inside the tree. You can tell by tasting or even smelling fruit what is inside the tree that produced that fruit. And I've got the notes here. But a tree is going to produce according to what is inside of the fruit or according to the nature or sorry, not inside of the fruit, inside of the tree and according to the nature of the tree. Okay? It's often said that you will produce who you are 
not what you speak. You can teach Bible all you want. You can quote scripture. You can be one of the most spiritual persons on the planet when you interact with people. But ultimately, you will produce who you are. You will produce or reproduce what is inside of you. So if there's bitterness inside of me, if you go ahead and take a bite out of one of my fruits, you are going to taste bitterness. So we, we've got to be careful what is inside of us. Um, in light of this information, we know that when we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, we are talking about the nature of the Spirit. The nature of the Spirit, which just makes it even more beautiful. The fruit of the Spirit is love. It is joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. The nature of God is love. The nature of God is joy. The nature of God is peace, etc. Galatians chapter 5, and verses 22 and 23, gives us a very clear revelation of what the nature of the Spirit is. And tonight, we're, we're as we already know, we're focusing on joy. So, open it up for questions, and if you have a question throughout this Bible study, please feel free to ask the question. Um, make sure to try and get you so that you can ask that question, and we'll see if we can answer that question based on my knowledge of the Word of God. I'm still studying. But what is joy? What is joy? Happiness. Okay. Joy is said to be happiness. Okay. So, joy. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Okay, stop teaching my lesson, please. <laughs> I love you, Pastor. But yes, he kind of, I had to interrupt him because he was going to go into my whole lesson. Oh my goodness. My pastor knows his stuff. Thank you, Jesus. But okay, so we've, we've established that. Happiness. Joy, like if you're in the state of joy, like Pastor said, happiness can be one of those things is described as joy. I think there's been like a, 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 lot of, a lot of definitions that can define, a lot of things that can define what joy is from a dictionary that you find or from Merriam-Webster or whatever. Um, it'll describe it as other stuff, but as Pastor stated and as we'll get into, it is, it is much deeper than just happiness. But happiness is a part of that. The Greek word uh, for joy used in Galatians chapter 2 is, I'm just going to say it the way I want to say it, and not the way the Greek pronounces it, because I'm going to make a fool of myself. Chara. Chara, or as the pronunciation says, kara, or whatever. I'm pretty, yes, it's kara, kara, but with like a ha in there, or something like that. The definition of that Greek word is simply joy and gladness, okay? And that's kind of limited. It doesn't really explain the definition of it, um, of the word joy. So I, I wasn't really satisfied, so I decided to look further. And um, you, you look into that, and, into the root word. And again, I'm not going to pronounce that word, but it's like, it's chiro or whatever. Chiro, kaido, as my mom corrected me earlier. The definition of, the, of that root word 
is uh, to be cheerful. In other words, calmly, happy, or well-off impersonally. And uh, like Pastor was explaining before, impersonally, meaning that it is not influenced by showing or involving personal feelings. The word cheer means happiness, just like Brother Jorge said, well done. And if you actually go back and try to look up the definitions for the word cheer, it will take you back to the word joy as one of its definitions. And it has the sense of hurrah, like, I'm not even gonna. It, if you would see me at home daily when I don't have a suit and tie on and my hair's all done, I have a very hurrah spirit. <laughs> it says to be cheerful in the sense of being full of cheer. You don't just have a little, you, you're not just filled with it a little bit, but you are full of cheer. Uh, and cheerful in the sense of being calmly happy or well off. Just a state of contentment. You're just content. Content. Not complacent, but you're just content. And um, again, it mentions impersonally. So meaning that it is not influenced by showing or involving personal feelings. Basically meaning that this joy is not based on how I feel, uh, what my emotions are this day. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Um, it doesn't, mo- doesn't matter what my emotions are in the moment. The joy remains how it is. It's not affected by my emotions. So Galatians chapter 20, 22 and 23, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. We have the fruit of the Spirit, and, to, and we're focusing on joy tonight as fruit of the Spirit, to be joyful in the sense of being calmly happy, well off, um, not based off of my personal emotions at any given time. This is the joy that is mentioned in Galatians chapter 5 um, that is a part of the fruit of the Spirit. And so this joy that we've discovered, it is a part of the nature of the Spirit. We know that by definition, joy is not emotional. At least the joy in the fruit of the Spirit is not emotional. It is not influenced by nor based on my personal feelings. I don't need to go into that any further. Um, Brother Merriam-Webster would say, among other things, that the definition of joy is the emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. He would even go to say in another definition of the word joy um, is to experience great pleasure or delight. And from a worldly standpoint, we would say, oh, absolutely, I'm, I'm filled with joy right now in my current circumstance. And we have other brothers from, brothers and sisters from Oxford languages that would concur with this like statement that joy is a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. But these definitions derived from a standpoint of the world are eradicated, done away with by what the world by what the word of God tells us about joy. And that is simply that joy that the joy of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit is not based off of emotions, feelings or emotions. So joy is not emotional and some um, say you must choose joy because it is not emotional. It does not just happen. You have to choose it every day. And that sounds awesome. That sounds great. Hallelujah. Joy is not based on emotions or feelings. 
So yes, that sounds right. That sounds correct. That from our understanding of the Greek de definition that we just pulled out, that we, we could assume that that is correct. This concept of choosing joy is something that I held strong to. I did. I believe that. Choose joy. It's a mindset. And it is a mindset. Don't get me wrong. It's a mindset. But uh, I believed that until yesterday uh, when I was making myself some food. And I was thinking about this lesson. I think it, and I was thinking about joy. And the Lord just spoke to me. And he said, joy is not something you choose. It's something that you attain. Joy is not something you choose. It is something you attain. And so he said that. And I was like, huh, is that me? And then kind of all the spiritual dots started uh, coming together and, and beginning to connect as he spoke that into me. And so we just talked about the fact that uh, true biblical joy is a part of the fruit of the Spirit. It is a part of the nature of the Spirit. Um, and you, based on the Word of God, this is a lifestyle. We've got to walk in the Spirit, and I'm getting ahead of my notes. But if I could choose the nature of God right now, I would, I would do it. Absolutely. If, if I could have done that, I would have done that a long time ago. I would not be the person who I am today if I would have done that a long time ago. But choosing the nature of God is simply, we can choose to want the nature of God. We can choose to strive after the nature of God. But we can't just choose the nature of God. So to say that joy, that we can choose joy and it is a part of the nature of God, um, is incorrect. We, we cannot say that. And that kind of shocked me, but it's a good concept. It's a good concept, but if joy is a part of the nature of God and you cannot choose the nature of God, you cannot simply choose joy. So this concept of choosing joy is eradicated, again, another ratification, I think that's a word, by the fact that true biblical joy can only be attained. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I thought you raised your hand. Sorry. <laughs> the choose joy concept is more of an Acts 26 verse 2 statement. And, and Paul said in Acts 26 verse 2, I think myself happy. Or literally, in the Greek, he thought himself blessed. I think myself blessed. I think myself happy. The reason he thought himself blessed or, or ha happy or blessed is because he was able to defend himself from the accusations made against him by the Jews to King Agrippa, who he was now standing before in that current time. So we've, we've got to be careful when we say choose joy. And, and even with, it's a concept of think myself happy. It's just, you got to be careful. So joy must be attained. We cannot just grab joy. We cannot just grab the nature of God. So I want to ask the question, how do we attain joy? Because it is backed up. How do we attain joy? Sister Angie. No, you're good. Biting. Yes. Perfect. Okay, well, that is the answer straight up. Abiding is the answer. We got a lot of smart people here. They know how to read their Bible. Pastor? I would say that the Bible says that uh, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Come on now. Or in the Spirit of God. 
So the only way we can attain righteousness, peace, joy, is to be connected to the source, exactly. which is the Holy Ghost, which is the abiding. Exactly. Very good, Sister Marie. Exactly. God, yes. Like what we've been talking about, that abiding relationship. Exactly. And we're able to obtain that joy through mm. abiding, being in his presence where there is joy. And then when you get there, there's pleasures forevermore. There's pleasures. It's exactly. It's, there's no joy outside of that. Exactly. Joy is a, a God thing. It's not a world thing. It's a God thing. So I, I kind of wanted to expound on what Pastor said. and All the answers that, I, that were given were biblically sound and correct, perfect. Um, Pastor said that um, it is a part of the kingdom of God. And the Bible says that we've also got to seek ye first, the kingdom of God, meaning that we don't have it yet. We cannot just choose it. We can choose to seek, but we don't have it yet. Therefore, we got to attain. Okay. Uh, Galatians, after revealing the fruits of the Spirit to us, as P- after Paul revealed the fruits of the Spirit to us, in Galatians chapter uh, 5, in verse 24 and 25, it says, um, And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. I want to stop right there. I did not put this in the notes. But in order to attain the, fruit of the fruits of the Spirit, you've got to crucify the flesh with the affections and lusts. On your way to crucifying the flesh, make sure that there aren't any affections or lusts that are kind of slipping your grasp. Make sure that the whole flesh with the affections and lusts are being crucified. And then it follows that up with, you're not just dead, but if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And there's the emphasis on that verse. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in that Spirit. To live and to walk in the Spirit in Greek literally means to live and to walk in the nature of the Spirit when you look at it closely. Um, in order to attain joy and the full fruit of the Spirit, we've got to walk and we've got to live in the, in the nature of the Spirit. Okay, in order to live in something, you have got to be there for a substantial amount of time. And I live in New Britain. I have been here all my life, practically. I was born in Minnesota, but I've been in New Britain practically the rest of my life. I have the rest of my life. I have lived here, and I have walked here. I live in my house. I've been there for quite a long time. I've spent a lot of hours sleeping in my bed. I walk around in my house. Hey, man, I am a lazy dude. I would love to sleep a lot longer. (laughs) 
But in order to live and to walk somewhere, you've got to stay in that place. If I'm walking here, but I leave this place, I will not be walking in here anymore. I'll be walking out there. So in order to walk, in order to walk, in order to live in the Spirit, we've got to stay. We've got to abide in the Spirit. We just said that's how, that is how you attain the fruit of the Spirit. And Jesus teaches us about staying and abiding uh, in John chapter 15, which happens to be like my favorite chapter, which I still have not pulled everything out of there that God was really trying to say. But it begins with uh, verse 1. I'm going to jump to verse 4 and then read verse 5. Um, I am the true vine, and that's a whole sermon right there. I am the true vine. And my father is the husbandman. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. I love that verse. Jesus is the vine, we are the branches. We must abide in him and him in us. So it's not merely us walking and living in the Spirit, but the Spirit must be abiding in us as well. This puts emphasis on the fact that we must be or we, we must be filled with the Holy Ghost. We must receive the gift of the Holy Ghost in order to experience true joy. And then that Spirit must be abiding in us. So we've got to make room for God to do that. Our lives are so busy in this day and hour. We just go, go, go. I've got time for work. I've got time for family, church, and I'll fit God in there when I can. And we tend to work God around our schedules. Uh, I've got work this time, so I'll wake up at this time so that I can spend time with him. Um, I've got this schedule. Uh, I've got that scheduled. On, I've got winter fire soon. Um, I've got work. I've got to wake up really early. Uh, we'll see about time with God. Maybe I can get 30 minutes. Maybe I can get an hour. We'll see how much time I can get with God in. And we try and uh, fit God into our schedule. Not even realizing it, we fit God, the one who inhabits eternity, the one who created time, in our box of time. Uh, when God is saying, uh, what God is saying is, in order for, t- for you to attain the fruit of the Spirit, in order for you to walk in the Spirit, all this kind of stuff, to be in relationship with me, Um, You cannot just walk in the Spirit. You cannot just live in the Spirit, but I've got to live in you. I've got to abide in you. I've got to be present in your situation. When you're walking down the store, I've got to be there. When you're walking in church, I've got to be in your midst, which eliminates a lot of things that uh, tradition, and not, not church tradition, but worldly tradition would say about being in church. Um... When you're at home, I'm at home, I'm in my room, my mind escapes me, okay? I'm not even thinking about God sometimes. And we have our moments, and I've grown more acute to God, and I've been more thoughtful of God. But there are moments where I'm just walking around the day when I could really be having a great conversation with God. I'm really not just, I'm really doing nothing, and there could be somebody beside me that really needs a touch from God, and if I was a little more sensitive 
I would have noticed his tug and would have noticed that there was a need there. So in order to bear fruit, in order to attain the fruit of the Spirit, we must abide in him and he must abide in us. If we can get this principle of abiding down, that's when we will be walking and living in the Spirit. And I just want to mention, nobody's perfect. We're never going to be perfect on this earth. As long as we have this flesh, we're not going to be perfect. So we, we try our hardest. We try our best. I'm not perfect. I'm teaching this because it's in the Word of God. Um, so there's the fact that there's, there's grace. There's grace. We don't th- do things in the name of grace. We don't sin in the name of grace. But we realize that our shortcomings, there's mercy and there's grace for those things. So we've talked about the fruit of the Spirit and what that is. And um, and uh, we've talked about joy. We know what that is. We talked about walking in the Spirit. We talked about abiding. We touched on the topic of our lives a little bit and uh, what role, or sorry, we've, we've touched on the topic of joy in our lives, but I want to ask the question, what, what does biblical joy what does Jesus joy, um, what, what role does that play in our lives? How does biblical joy play a role in our lives? Yes, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So does anybody else have anything? What the sister tried? I think the joy of the Lord, when you say our joy, yes, come on. Yes. Man, if we can just sit down with Sister Trine sometime and just glean from her wisdom. Oh, my goodness. So simple. I think I saw Sierra, maybe, unless you're looking at me kind of funny because you didn't actually raise your hand. And then Pastor, then Sister Lindy. Pastor. Put it back on me. And what I found in that study was exactly what Sister Tryon was talking about. The context of that story was he 
yep. rebuilding the wall. Yep. They were getting ready to uh, dedicate and get ready to have a Passover again. And they were getting back into right relationship with God. And in the midst of that, they're rebuilding and all this stuff is happening. And there's tears that are happening yeah. because people remember the former, the, the Temple of Solomon and how great and glorious it was. And they were weeping because what they were doing next then really couldn't compare at the time to what Solomon's temple had looked like. But there was a lot of joy that was happening because there were people who had never even seen Solomon's temple. They were just happy that now they're back in Jerusalem and now they're having this. And Nehemiah was trying to encourage them, don't focus on what used to be or whatever. We're, we are getting in line to experience the blessings of God again. We are doing what God wants us to do. And he's happy when we are now receiving. We, we, we're now receiving strength from him because yep. there's a joy Thank you, Jesus. in doing what God wants us to do. Hallelujah. We're doing what he wants us to do. So let that joy sink in when you Hallelujah. return. Hallelujah. So that just confirms what you're trying to talk about. So good. Yeah, I've read I've read that, um, in, and I believe your pastor is totally right. I've read in commentaries um, that they they were reading the Word of God, and they were getting convicted. Right. I've read that they were getting convicted, and so we have all of this, like the former glory, the latter glory, joy and sadness all over the place, and the people are weeping. They're 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 hysterical by the fact. Oh my goodness! Wow, thou shalt not lie. Whoops, done that before. Thou shalt not da 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 da. da. They're kind of getting a little grieved, and they said, "No, no, 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 no. You, you've got to realize we're getting back in alignment. So the joy of the Lord is your strength." And they obeyed. They they got that revelation that when you see more bad in you, when you see more sin in you, that's only the fact that you're getting closer to alignment with God. I just, oh my goodness, I've never noticed that I did that before. And just, oh, man, condemnation hits. But, Jer but Jeremiah and Ezra said, no, 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 no. The, the joy of that, you should be getting happy right now. Repent, get over it, because God already got over it. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. Somebody needs to hear that again. Don't let condemnation sit in you when you find something else that you did wrong. We met, I, listen, this road is not exactly uh, the easiest to walk. It's not, a, not exactly nice and finished like the rug that we have here. It's a rough road, especially when I've got a whole bunch of sin. The side, yeah, we were in New Jersey this past weekend, and there was a sidewalk, um, I don't know, by the, by the entrance to the plaza, and there was literally, like, stones made into, that were bulging out, made into the concrete. Like, you couldn't pick them up and put them back into the rubble or anything. Like, they were there. It was a part of the architecture. And we were just thinking to ourselves, what in the world? And I'm not going to say what else we were thinking. Um, but we were like, like somebody's going to mess their foot up if they try and walk on that. It's going to be a little crazy. But I'm just trying to make a point here. If, you, if you're striving after God, which is what they were doing, if you're seeking God, 
and you are finding that you have more and more faults, consider it joy. Count it all joy. Because you're getting closer to God. Come on. You're getting closer to God. I wish I had another analogy to try and let that sink in. But I, I really hope somebody got that. I really, Sister Marie, really quick. Yes. It just illuminates more. Right. Yeah. Yes. Exact. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Yep. Come on. Come on. Come on. And the Bible says that the um, the spirit um, lusteth against the flesh, and the flesh against the spirit. So there's a constant war. It literally means enmity. There's a constant war between the spirit and the flesh. So. If you are beginning to realize that your flesh is kind of getting weak and you're, and you're seeing those things, the, the spirit is rising up in you because you're able to see those things because now the pride isn't as strong in your mind or the blinders are kind of fading away because the flesh is fading away and being defeated. And the reason why you're seeing more things is because the spirit is getting stronger. It's, it's so powerful. Okay, I'm, I, there are people that, Sierra, did you raise your hand or did you not? Okay, yes, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so good. We're already like, already, it, it plays a role in our witnessing game. You rack up that joy, and you've got another witnessing tool. Sister Lindy, I'm sorry. Come on. That both of us are the 
personally do feel like I'm so surprised every time I read that from because it says he influenced his son to choose that this man favor. Yes. Who has um he is the um philanthropist? Yes, Colin Coward. Who I'm not what's worth me when I thought someone Amen. That was profound. That was profound. Oh my goodness. You need to kind of write that. Make sure you tell her, get a prayer journal and write everything down the Lord tells you. And that is an essential key to your prayer life. If you do not have a prayer journal, what are you doing? <laughs> my, prayer, my current prayer journal right now is two things. I have a... Uh, uh, a physical journal where I write down things that the Lord shows me, like visions and dreams and stuff like that, um, and I keep that on me just really quick if I can. I get on my get on my phone, but I have an app called the Day One Journaling app. Probably just search up the Day One app in your app store, and that is like one of the best app tools that you can ever use for journaling. And I've got a lot of stuff in there. I've got days where sometimes it's just me and the Lord talking. And then I'll, I'll write down like, hey, good morning, Jesus. How was your morning? How are you doing? You're probably a busy man. Da, 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 da. He'll say something back like, oh, you better believe it. And then um, something, you know, just like let just have a relationship with God. A journal really kind of forces you to have a relationship with God. It's so beautiful. But yes, stuff like that. Yes, Sister Ellen. Yes, when you please the Lord. It gives you strength. Yeah, absolutely. And so I'll address this really quick. Um, a lot of the times where we find our value is where we find our joy from. I'll address this. Um, where does it say it in the Bible? Give me one second. New Testament. Um, well, whatever. I know it. So I think it's in Matthew chapter 3 and then Matthew chapter 4 or something like that. But... Jesus is coming down. He ain't done nothing yet. All he did was probably teach to a few scribes in, um, in the synagogue. And so he's walking down, and he, he, uh, John is preaching this fire message, you know, just contradicting tradition and, and our, our opinions about what the Word of God says. And he says the axe is now laid to the root, or I think that's what it is. Like, 
the old tradition is coming down. And so he's preaching this, and I baptize you in repentance, um, but not long, or not long hereafter, or whatever the King James language lingo is, is um, he says, one cometh that is greater than me, he's going to baptize you with, with the Holy Ghost of fire. And so this one comes, and he says, John, you baptize me in your baptism of repentance. Um, and John was like, what? No way. You need to baptize me. There's no way. And so Jesus and John, they're kind of related and their their cousin relationship they're getting this quarrel just as soon as they meet you know you got those kind of you got those family members you just like boom just for fun and so that's probably not what it was john was probably legitimate probably had a legitimate thing though but it's kind of funny to think about it and jesus says no 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 i must need like this has got to happen to fulfill all righteousness and so he gets baptized he said, suffer it now to fulfill our righteousness. That would, that's what Jesus said to John. So he gets baptized. He comes up out of the water. The heavens open. First time the heavens have completely opened in a while because he was baptized in repentance. And the, uh, the Spirit of God comes down like a dove. And a voice from heaven cries out. We know it's God speaking. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And so... You've got that, like, Jesus has barely done anything. He's not, thank you, sir. You're so awesome, Brother Jorge. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice came from heaven or whatever um, and said, This is my beloved Son, whom I am well pleased. There you go. Hey, I almost quoted it. Thank you, Jesus. And I've got a whole message there, but I'll stick with this. Um, he found his value from God. Jesus found his value from God. He, did, he didn't find his value from John. He didn't find his value. All he did was fulfill all righteousness. He said, he said, hey, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And so the Lord was speaking to me one day. He was like, hey, hey. You see that you see that young man right there, that apostolic young man. He's hoping he's holding that door open for the young lady. That is my son in whom I am well pleased. You see that lady over there? She hasn't cut her hair. She's staying holy unto me. She's wearing modest clothes. And that guy over there, he's wearing modest clothes. They, they, you have people acting apostolic, being up. Ap- those are my children in whom I am well pleased. And so some days I kind of don't feel right. I'll wake up and I'll pray, and then I'm like, hoorah! type spirit, and I'll get to work, and I'll come back, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, I really hope joy is shining from me now, and uh, I'll get home, and he says, listen, dude, well done, thou good and faithful servant, and I'm kind of like, well, I didn't really do anything, but because I get my value from God, kind of gets me through the day. Because I don't see my value in how I feel. Some people think they've got to feel confident and hold their shoulders back. And because, because I look awesome and because I feel awesome, I am awesome. And so this is where I get my joy from. But it's just fake. And so there's a lack of joy, and there's a lack, of, and I, people seek, I see people coming to work, and they've got tears in their eyes. And, 
And, uh, and I've had multiple people come up to me, and this is not to boast, but I've had multiple, multiple people come up to me and say, you know, when you're not here, I get sad. Like, when you're not here, I get sad. And believe me, I have my corks. I am not the best. I've had people say to me, yeah, when you sit down there and take the orders at Chick-fil-A, you just, just like zoned out. And I can't do it now because I'm smiling, but I'm just zoned out. And I look like I'm about to murder somebody. But I'm just zoned out. I'm making sodas, pouring the sodas and everything. And people are laughing at me. But I've got my quirks. I look like I'm about to do something bad. But then you have those people that come up and say, like, like at Duncan, like, dude, why are you happy all the time? It almost annoys them. Why are you happy? I just got to tell them, dude, I've got no other explanation, but Jesus is my rock and he's my salvation. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. Multiple times he would like, no, really, like, what, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, why are you so happy? Jesus. That's my only answer. Jesus is joy. <laughs> that it is my strength that keeps me through the day. Oh, how much time do I have? Whatever. About seven minutes. So, like, there's so much. Like, the Holy Ghost kind of took this in a whole other direction. But I just felt as I was preparing for this lesson yesterday and uh, the day before that we were we were going to get into the into the trials and we were going to get into the tough times. Um, and uh, tonight was no coincidence. I'm all of a sudden this afternoon something comes on me, and I'm kind of like I don't, I'm not feeling it. I'm about to teach. Like, this is, the, this, this is the moment before I get up and preach. I'm not preaching, but I'm just paraphrasing right now, like, getting, getting a mental picture. I'm about to go and minister to people, and I feel this way. What in the world? And pastor, he said it. He's been feeling, like, lousy. Like, he's been feeling tired and exhausted. Like, what in the world? Like, I know he gets sleep, and even though it's not as much sleep as I would like to get or another person should get, like, it's, it was just not normal for him. He's my dad. I know him. It's not normal for him. And um, I, I'm just coming to church, and the Lord said, what, what do you think you did wrong? <laughs> and it's kind of it's one of those things where I have to look back, and I'm like, I repent for, yeah, there's nothing. Nothing's good. If there's anything, I, I, I repent. But there's nothing. And the Lord was telling me, it's not you. It's not you. It's not you. And so the Lord kind of let me feel what I'm going to be ministering to. So I know that there are people here tonight or people here watching that they needed to hear about the joy of the Lord. They needed to hear that the joy of the Lord is their strength. And so James, so we're kind of, I'm kind of going back to teacher mode. James, in uh, James chapter 1 verse 2, he says, My brethren, count it all joy. Uh, when you fall into diverse temptations. Let me get my notes back here because i got to get some good stuff on there. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. And he's like, so, so I'll say this. D temptations means, if you look in the Greek, it literally means um, trials. 
straight up just means trials. Um, I'm going to try and find my notes here. It means trials. Thank you. And he says, when you fall into diverse temptations. What? When I fall into many different temptations? What? Many. What? What? Yeah, when you fall into many, count it all joy. Um, we are going to walk through temptations. We are going to walk through trials. Many. And nobody ever said this life was going to be easy, especially the Christian life. Nobody was ever going to be easy. It's doable. We got the Holy Ghost. We have received power. If you don't have the Holy Ghost and you're watching or you're here, I'm pretty sure everybody here has the Holy Ghost in the room. But if you're watching and you don't have the Holy Ghost, you need to get it. It's going to change your life. That's how you get the joy. But um, Jesus said we are going to be persecuted for his name's sake. And so James said, okay, it's not a if, but it's a fact that when you fall into diverse temptations, count it all joy. And so there's, there's trials where I'm at rock bottom. I've got nothing. My tank is on empty. And those are the times where the joy of the Lord is my strength. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I really don't want to talk to that person. Is it only me? I really don't want to talk to that person right now. That per out of everybody, the joy of the Lord is my strength. <laughs> Count it all joy. But it works. Just get into I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Angels are dancing in heaven. The joy of the Lord is my strength. So many people go through trials. Like, I'm not talking about in the church. I'm talking about out there. So many people Without Jesus, it's a trial. I'll say it like that. Without Jesus, you're walking in the valley of the shadow of death, and you're not going through. It's not, yea, though I walk through. It's, yea, though I'm in, and I'm walking in a valley of decision, and it is not pleasant. I'm walking in circles. I'm in this trial, and they don't have Jesus. And then they see us, and, we're, and they're like, what in the world is wrong with you? You live the same life I live. How are you this happy? <laughs> the joy of the Lord. And it's what keeps you going. It's what keeps you. And so he said, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Lord knows I need more patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, lacking nothing. The purpose of the trial that is trying your faith is for the purpose of working your patience. And the reason your patience is being worked at is so that you can be perfect and entire, lacking nothing or wanting nothing. So many people kind of want to just hop out of their trial and they want to kind of push the skip button on the remote control that they don't have. But what they do not realize is that this trial they're going through is for the purpose of perfecting them. You ever come out of a trial and you felt stronger than you were before? You ever walked out of a trial and you said, oh, that giant... Nothing in the name of Jesus. Simple strength that I've gotten. I've been so low that I've walked and I've, I've gone fishing and I've been crying out to God. Why does it feel this way? I'm in alone. I've been in the midst of people, mighty men of God, and I'm alone. 
But when I got out of that trial, I am not alone. And I, it was like I received a new pair of muscles or something like that. And I began to pump through things like that I've gone through before like never before. I recently went through a phase where the Lord was kind of quiet on me. And the last time I went through that, I was kind of like, oh, I feel like a sinner. And I'm just like, what? But this time I was like, no, I know what this is. I've been through this before. That trial, that didn't really seem like a trial, but felt like one of the most peaceful, peaceful times in the world to me, ended in about a week and a half which was actually longer than the last time that happened to me. And this time was kind of like, it's just learning the process. But I understood from the last time my patience was worked. And I wasn't lacking as much as I was before. He was like, okay, I see where you are. And he was able to show me where I was. And so, so many people just want to kind of jump out of it. And when they jump out of it, Imagine a baby who is prematurely born. You get out of that valley before it's time, and you will have deficiencies. God have mercy. You better stay in that valley. You better stay. You better soak that valley in. Trust the process. Jesus went through one of the most excruciating pains that this world has ever seen. And I'm almost done. We're, we're, we're done here. Um, it says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was... I feel like somebody's about to get a special measure of joy right tonight. I feel that in the Holy Ghost. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down. <laughs> who for the joy... Da, 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 and is set down at the right hand of God, the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. That same joy that is mentioned to be a part of the fruit, it's the same Greek word. That joy that was set before him, it lit for the joy, because of the joy. He went through, I mean, if you think about it, it was over 400 times or 400 lashes on his back. He was only whipped like 39 times, right? But there were over 400 lashes on his back. I've said it before. I'm not going to say it here because that's really gruesome. But you think about it, you start thinking about it, that's pretty brutal. That's, that's, That's bloody. That's gory. That's craziness. And it said, because of the joy... Because of the joy that was set before him, he endured the pain. Most excruciating thing ever. But because of the joy, he was able to get through it. I'll tell you how he got through that. Because of the joy that did not depend on his feelings. Because I bet you he felt betrayed. And I bet you he felt like he got stabbed in the back with all those pieces of Sharp metal and nails and glass that were whipped across him. He felt it, but for the joy that was set before him. You're going to go through trials. You're going to go through trials. It's going to push you to the limit. 
You're going to have friends who talk about you in the way that you never thought you, they'd talk about you. You're going to have people who you love mysteriously pass away out of nowhere. And all you can do is say, Jesus, this doesn't feel good, but I worship you. And even if you're just crying, when you cry before the presence of the Lord, the Bible says, even when you're not crying, you don't feel his presence. The Bible says that he has every tear in his bottle. He keeps it in his bottle. You realize that in order for him to have all your tears in his, he's, in order for him to have his tears, have your tears, he can't be all the way over here. But when you're crying, he has to be with you. He's got to be with you. So let's stand right now. We're done, but the Lord's not done yet. We're going to lift up our hands. And we're just going to receive a special measure of joy because I feel in the Holy Ghost that there are some people that have been walking through some dark valleys. You've been walking up a mountain that feels gruesome. Jesus, right now, I pray for every person here. Everybody who's in a trial and everybody who just came out of one. Everybody who's about to go into one. God, by the experience that I've had myself, I know that there is a brighter sun on the other side. The view is so beautiful when you get to the top of the mountain. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Let's just speak in tongues right now. Let's let his spirit edify us. Let it, let's just let his spirit, let's attain to that joy right now. I might not be able to choose it, but I can touch the one who has the joy. I can experience the one. I can live and I can abide in him and he can abide in me. The joy that I need for this upcoming trial, the joy that I need right now, God, it's found in you. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Oh, you're so beautiful, God. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Man. Hallelujah. I want to end with this thought, and I know we're over time, but I feel in the Holy Ghost. The devil or the enemy does not control your valley. I was half asleep when he told me that. I'm glad I remembered. The, the devil, the enemy, does not control the amount of time that you're in the valley. Man, he began to speak to me. There are lessons that you've got to learn in that valley. But if your concept is that the devil took you into that valley, imagine if, if, I'm an, if you're in a classroom Imagine I'm the devil. I'm not the devil, but imagine I'm somebody horrible. I, I'm an ex-criminal, or I am a, I'm wanted right now, and I'm teaching you. Are you think you think you're going to receive those words that are coming from the devil? You think you're going to receive words that are coming from the father of lies? If you're supposed to learn a lesson in that in that in that valley, if you're supposed to learn a lesson in this whatever trial you're in, and you think that the devil is the teacher, how do you think you're going to receive those words? 
my goodness. But when you realize God is the one who puts you in this mess, not to hurt, not to hurt you, but to form you and to make you perfect, you're going to receive those words a little bit better. I'd say it would shift a paradigm. I'd say it would shift a paradigm. So we've got to realize God is the one. Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Who I used to think he was talking about the devil. Yo, though, uh, though the devil slay me, yet will I trust the Lord. <laughs> though God slay me. Straight up. Though God slay me, I'm going to trust him. In this trial that you brought me into, I know there's a purpose for it. I trust you, God. And we get into that place where we're dependent on him and we have to walk in his spirit and we have to live in his spirit and we have to abide in him and him in us. And that's when we begin to tap into joy unspeakable and full of glory. Man, I don't know what that song is, but I've got the tune in my head right now. Come on. Come on. Come on. I don't know the song. Lord. So good. So good. If I knew the song, I'd sing it right now. But even if you don't feel it, the joy of the Lord is with you. And when you're going through this trial or you're going through a future trial, God is with you. The joy is with you. Your strength, your help is with you. Amen. Amen. You're all dismissed in the name of Jesus. Pastor, is there anything else? You're dismissed in the name of Jesus. Leave this place in the joy of the Lord.